episode 10, the season 2 finale. Lemur was up in his room getting ready for RadioCon. Radio badge? Check. Radio shirt? Double check. Goodie bag? Lighter? Wallet? Cell phone? Weed? Scooty? Lean for Lemur. <laughs> Yo, Bird Dog! I just grabbed the new Scary King. Evil President's mine for my VR station, and I'm on my way over. What? Evil Resident 9? I hear it's scarier than 1 through 8. Wait, why did you get that? I thought you hated scary things. I do, but 1, it's just a video game. And 2, what better way to overcome your fears than to dive right in and conquer it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude, I can't. I already got plans. But bird dog, my parents are gone. Come on, waste away the day with me and help me beat this new game. It's the scariest. I can't, dude. I'm sorry. It's Radio Com. Psst. Well, that's stupid. Ain't no cool cats going to that lame thing. Well, I got selected to represent Wham Radio. Overwake and bake. See, even they didn't want to do it. Lame. A car horn beeps outside of Lemur's house. Shut up, dude! The only thing being lame here is your attitude. Hey! I gotta go, bro. Sadie's here. She's my ride. She's working the event catering in. I promise, we'll swing by after. Maybe we can hit the town up tonight. <sighs> okay, fine. Have fun at your stupid con. Hit me up when you're done. Lemur and Rocky both hung up their phones. Sadie beeped her car horn more aggressively this time. Lemur grabbed his bag of goodies and ran out of his house. He said, I'm coming, I'm coming! Jeez! He locked his door and ran over and got into her car. That's what your secret squirrel wants to hear. That or holy cow. Hey babe, what's going on? Wait, what? Nada, I didn't say anything. But good morning, handsome. She made a plane out of her hand and made it fly over her head. Lemur looked at Sadie with a confused look. There was a silence, but it was not uncomfortable. They both screamed at the same time at the top of their lungs. Radio con! They both left. (laughs) (laughs) Is this your first time? Yeah, so please, be gentle. You're all on your own, wheeling and dealing with the fans of radio. Shaking hands, kissing babies. I'm stuck feeding everybody. Poor you, whining and dining with the big celebrities. <laughs> Any idea who you're catering for? My dumb jocks like Chuck Wood. And this hot, annoying guy named Lemur. What? I said you were hot. Anything said after and or but, it doesn't count for anything. I'm just kidding. I love how we can be goofy together. Ooh, the big L. Me too. Though I won't know who the celebrities are till I get there. They keep it private and announce it at the con. Oh, gotcha. I guess that's kind of cool. Although it seems kind of dumb. If they announced who the talent was, you'd think that they'd be able to drum up more business. But what if people don't want to see that particular person? Then they won't go knowing there's nothing there for them there. By making it a mystery, you drum up more business. Then people don't know who they're going to see. Plus, people go to see their favorite radio station. The bands and guests are just added perks. But the secret guest could be anybody from a band to a comic book creator or even an actor. Whoa, they do musicians too? Ah, oh, shibby. So, wait, T-Swift could be here? She's my free pass, you know. Yeah? Then Chris Hemsworth is mine. That's fine with me. You can have him all you want. You don't want to see his Munir? I want to play with it. <laughs> Damn, you forgot about Spider-Guy real fast. The stories Spider-Guy tells are fantastic, but I don't think anybody has done Spider-Guy real justice yet in a movie. I didn't even think it was possible, but I love you even more now. Didn't you say anything after the word but? Doesn't count for Jack Squash. Ooh, you fucked me with my own words. I like it. Sadie and Lemur pulled up to the con and got into the long line to get inside. A bouncer walked by checking people's tickets and badges. When he got to Lemur and Sadie, he said, Lemur? Ma'am? You have been randomly selected as a person of interest. Please follow me. They got escorted to the front of the line. Hey, how come he gets to skip the line? Do you want a cavity search? Hell no, I don't. Then I guess you're gonna wait. Sadie whispered as they walked forward. Why were we selected? It's always me, babe. 
It's like the black around my eyes, or the rings on my tail, or the flaps underneath my arms that make it so I can glide. Like, come on, leave a primate below. Yeah, marsupials too. The guard opened up the door to the con and escorted them inside. They got to skip the long line, but what was coming, Lemur knew it wasn't worth it. The guard escorted them to the head of security for the event. As the head of security turned around, it is revealed that it was Tommy Turtle. Lee, I thought that was you. Wasn't sure when I saw you walk up with such a hot babe. Hi, I'm Tommy. Hi, Tommy. I'm Sadie. Nice to meet you. Sorry I sent my attack dog on you. Go ahead. I know you both are fine. Your badge says all access. And I know you're a disc jockey, so. And your says Sadie for catering, so I won't hold you up. I'll see you later, bird dog. Try not to have too much fun without me. Hey babe, text me when you find out. Got it, I will. Holy cow, you hit the jackpot with that one. She's older, smart, independent, and for a squirrel, she don't seem too nuts. <laughs> How about you, buddy? How you been doing? It's been a hot minute. Yeah, she's great. I'm good. Ruling the radio waves, getting into hijacked adventures with Rocky. Hey, bird dog, thanks again for your help with finding a transmitter. Wait, that's what I do. Damn, that was like few months ago. How about you, brother? Anything new? Yeah, about to start the most epic journey. You ever wonder if the Loch Ness Monster was real? Godzilla, Bigfoot, mutated humans? What about music legends like Jim Morrison of the Doors? Was he real? Was Kurt Cobain real? Elvis? Michael Jackson? Well, I intend to find out. What about Eddie the Mummy? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just joshing you. Nah, bro, that sounds like a crazy, entertainingly fun adventure. I won't keep you any longer. Here's my number. Keep in contact. Lemur took his number and put it in his bucket. He hugged his friend as he walked away. Hey Tommy, I hope you enjoy your time off from touring with Red Dead and Lemmings, my friend. Have a most excellent time. Tommy reached out his paw and slipped Lemur a dime bag of weed. It's some good strong shit. It's Skywalker. Lemur saw Chuck Wood being booed as he was butting everybody in line trying to get to the front. Lemur saw him approach and whispered to Tommy. Psst, yo Tommy, Chuck Wood is on his way up. Make sure you give him a hard time. Chuck Wood tried to walk past security. He pointed at Chuck Wood and security jumped on top of him to detain him. Swark, swark, swark! Oh, sir, we gotta check your bag. And you gotta check in before you can enter. Look at my badge. It says all access. I don't need to deal with this. I got a perp resisting arrest. Bring him to me. We'll give him a... CS9. What's a CS9? Cavity search. Now walk forward. I don't have any cavities in my mouth. Look, my teeth are perfect. Ah! He showed his perfect teeth. Sir, walk forward, you son of a bitch. Or I'll arrest you and drag you there myself. Where else would I have a cavity? As soon as Chuck asked, he knew the answer. Your butt! They're not searching your teeth for cavities. Oh, oh no. No! No! Oh my ass. He screamed as he was dragged away. Across town, Rocky sat in his parents' living room. He looked around the house and it was messy. Ah, just the way I like it. Nice and messy. He clicked on the music. We see him set up a VR chair in his living room. He puts in his new game, Evil Resident, and puts on the VR headset. The game starts up and loads, but he pauses and takes the helmet off. He says, All right, I got a full pack, brushes on, got my favorite beverage, mountain goat stew. <laughs> Let's do this! I will not be a scaredy raccoon, no more! I will own this fear! He jumped and hid in fear, not realizing it was his phone. <gasps> what was that? Oh, a stupid phone. Hello? Hey babe, I was gonna pop over and keep you company. Um, that was not a good time, hon. I'm right in the middle of something. Is it something I can help you finish? It wasn't, but it could be. I'll be over in a few. I'm gonna grab a few things. Okay, sweet. Sounds good. Love you. Love you too. I better hurry up and start. Maybe I can conquer this fear before Fauna even gets here. He put on his helmet and started the game. He was in a front yard of a spooky, very dreary looking place. The house in front of him looked old and rickety. The only path ahead led into the house. This ain't too bad. It looks scary, but nothing's happening. 
He walked up to the house and went up to the door. It lit up as he walked to it. As he walked inside, he saw there was a staircase to the left and a dining room to his right. And straight ahead was a hallway. He said to himself, Wow, the inside of the house looks just as bad as the outside. The house did look bad. It was falling apart. One wondered how a house could still be standing, but it was a video game after all. Rocky wandered into the living room and found a doll. It was a collectible. One of three flashed quickly on the screen. Pigeon, I found a collectible. He said as he wandered around the room and found ammo and a green plant. He looked all around, but found nothing else. I can do this. I am not afraid. Where the hell's my bowl and drink? He took a hit of his bowl and a sip of his drink. Ah, you can really taste the mountain. Go to. And come on, Rocky. You know what Ghostbusters taught you. I ain't afraid no ghost. He said. He walked upstairs and watched a video. It showed a girl that said, I love you, and please don't come and try to find me. Oh man, how creepy is it that the main character of the game is named Rocky too? Creepy noises could be heard downstairs. Rocky found a secret door behind the chimney that had a pistol. Oh, scary bird dogs. I don't like the likes of this. He opened up the map of the game and saw there was a save room nearby. He opened up the door downstairs, past the living room, and down the hall into the safe room, and saved his game. You totally got this, bird dog. You have ammo, a gun, a health plan. It's time for you to get scary. The lights of the house flickered on and off. Rocky figured it was to intensify the game's horror to come. But in reality, he'd lost power, and a surge had gone through, and ended up transporting him straight into the game. He hadn't known it since he was playing a VR game where you're actually in the game anyway. He opened up the door to the safe room and started walking straight ahead. He didn't take many steps forward before the hallway's right wall came crashing down. Fauna emerged from the crashed wall and said, I thought I told you not to come here. She started twitching and acting as if she was infected. She leaped at Rocky, but he turned away and ran back into the safe room, screaming. Oh, my blog's body! Fauna said. Open this door, you coward. Come join me or face your death. How the hell did Fauna get in the game? Is this what she was talking about when she said she had a little surprise? He reached up towards his VR headset to remove it, but there was nothing there. Wait, what? Where's the headset? No, 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 no! I'm stuck in a fucking game! How am I supposed to get out? I know, maybe I can quit. Fauna was banging at the door. Let, Let me, me in. in! Come, Come on, on Ruru! Ruru. <laughs> <laughs> Little Ruru, I love you, you. What are you gonna do, do when I kill you? <laughs> Rocky looked around the room, but only saw a save icon, and he quickly grabbed it. He floated in the air of a dark room, and a voice was heard. Would you like to save? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, damn it, save! He returned to the safe room, but Fauna wasn't banging at the door anymore, and everything was quiet. Actually, it was too quiet. Meanwhile, back at RadioCon, Lemur was walking around, checking out all the different booths. He walked over to the one vendor, and they had records, action figures, comics, and even some Punko flops. Lemur grabs the Spider Guy Punko flop that was metallic. He went to the snake running the booth and inquired. Excuse me, sir. I was wondering how much. $666. Damn, that's way too rich for my blood. Lemur could feel somebody standing right behind him, almost breathing down his neck. This irked him. He turned around to say something when he realized who it was. He dropped the spider guy figure and a koala picked it up. Like hey, Lemur. I'm Koala Casey. Whoa, I know who you are. America's Top 40 Songs every Sunday. We play you at our radio station. What an honor it is to meet you. You're the best. Wait, how do you even know my name? Like, how could I not know the number one late night DJ in the Northeast? Enhancing bubble rock time? Well, it's a nice touch to your show, kid. 
Keep up the good work. Koala Casey was holding the spider guy toy in his hand and inquired with the snake merchant. Like how much for the spider guy? Wow, you're Koala Casey. It's yours. Please take it. Please. Like, are you sure? I have the money. Here, take this. He handed the merchant some money and walked away, pulling Lemur with him. Like, remember what makes the world go round? It's kindness and love. Here you go. He handed Lemur the spider guy Punko Flop. What? What? Uh, thank you, sir. I'm honored. You remind me of a younger version of myself. I gotta go get ready. But what is it you say when signing off? Keep your head in the clouds. Like, that's it. Keep your head in the clouds. <laughs> I'll see you around, friend. He walked off into the distance of the crowd pouring in. Lemur went over to his table and started setting up. He put out free waters and CDs, wake and bake shirts, and a sign that said free autographs or picture photo. He sat down at his booth, ready to entertain. I think somebody's a little cucky. He said, referring to his sign. He got up from the chair and went over to the radio's gig bag and pulled out a mini radio and a huge banner. He turned on the radio and placed it on the table, not realizing that a few people had already begun to line up. Next, he began to hang the giant banner behind him. By the time he was done, the two people had now turned to ten, waiting to meet him. A woman and her son walked up. Hi, Lemur. I'm Crazy Rocker Chick. And I'm Midget Guitarist. We listen to you every night. I like the fun facts and good music. It's uh, very well diverse. I like the dancing bubble rock time. I blow bubbles around the house when it starts. Crazy Rocker Chick was a chicken, and Midget Guitarist was a little chick. Hey, thanks, you guys. That's so cool you listen together. My mom and I did the same thing when I was younger. A lot of good memories. Can we get a photo and an autograph? Lemur stood up and walked over to the Wham radio banner. He then waved Crazy Rocker Chick and Midget Guitarist over to where he was to get a picture. He walked back to the table after and grabbed a wig and bake shirt and signed it and gave them that as well. As they walked away, Lemur's phone got a text message. It was from Sadie and it read, Message from Sadie. Koala Casey, Howard Stern, and Stanley Lieber are the three big celebrity guests. Keep an eye out. Another message immediately came in. It was a picture of Sadie with Koala Casey. Chuck Wood walked by Lamer's booth, which was packed. Excuse me, sorry. He was running late and angry. His booth was right next to Lemur's. It was actually a dunk tank. Move, please. He slapped someone's phone out of their hand that was not paying attention. They screamed. Dad? Yeah, you are what you eat. Chuck Wood yelled back. Move! When he finally got to his booth, he put his bag of goodies on the seat of the dunk tank and called his boss. Hey, Frazier, what's going on? I got a dunk tank in my booth. You didn't say anything about no tank. Oh, you got to be kidding me! Could be heard through the phone. This is not what I signed up for. While Chuck argued with his boss, a random patron came up to the booth. It was a little puppy child and a bulldog dad. The puppy child grabbed one of the balls and threw it at the dunk tank's bullseye, hitting it on the first attempt. She knocked all of Chuck Wood's CDs, t-shirts, and even his radio and banners into the water. The little kid was excited that she actually managed to do it and was jumping up and down in the air for joy. But Chuck Wood would see all of this out of the corner of his eye, and he was pissed. He turned around and marched right up to the child, asking, What in the hell do you think you're doing? The child ran scared into her father's arms. I think you owe my daughter something. Oh yeah? I got just the thing. He reached in his pocket and flipped them both off. Here's a life lesson for you. Go fuck yourself. Your little brat just ruined all my radio gear. I couldn't even give her anything if I tried. They laughed at Chuck when the kid dumped his stuff into the water tank. And now, they were screaming, almost ready to get into a fight. I was talking about an apology. I wouldn't take any of your radio station garbage if you paid me to. We only listen to Wham Radio. The bulldog dad got right in Chuck's face and snarled. He was holding his kid and walked away. Chuck fished everything out of the tank and set everything out to dry on 
breakfast table that the cop had provided. He would get on his duct tank and sit there being dumped countless times again and again and again and told him he would snap. He put a sign that said, be back in a half hour. It was around noon and the cop still had four more hours to go. As he went to leave, he made eye contact with Lemur, who waved at him. This infuriated Chuck. Between him having a bad day and giving a cavity search, happened to do the dunk tank and almost getting into a fight. He was pissed. He had had enough of today. Chuck had fire in his eyes when he marched up to Lemur. He was bigger, stronger, and knew he could take Lemur. He was no match. Not like the bulldog dad. As he got to Lemur's booth, he got right in Lemur's face and said, Enjoy your time at the top. You're gonna come crashing down soon, you phony. Lemur ignored him, which made him angrier. Wham Radio doesn't play real music, and you all voice track everything. It's not real. He turned and looked at Lemur. All your fans are kids and old people. At least I have fans. What'd you just say to me, you little pup? At least I have fans. Did I say it slow enough for you? Plus what you described, voice tracking, playing fake crappy music. That's you at what radio? Chuck went to take a swing at Lemur, but a pig cop waiting in line to meet him jumped in and tackled Chuck before he could do oh, anything. Yeah. He dragged him away to the cop oh. security. Hey. Man, yeah, this day has been the best! Who's next? A stern wearing sunglasses who was dressed really nice head to toe walked up to Lemur's booth and introduced himself and shook his hand. Hi, I'm Stern Howard. Whoa, you're a legend! I just shook the hand of a Stern who's made a lot of pussycats wet over the years. Be careful, cats hate water. <laughs> so hey, listen, Liam, I'm hosting RadioCon this year and wanted to give some of the DJs together for like a Twisted Musical Voices. You sing songs that you choose from our categories. We try to get you to do it in different voices if possible, but if not, it's not the end of the world. Is this something you would be interested in? Absolutely! It would be an honor! Sweet, baby. Sounds good. Call R2 Room D2 in about a half hour. Howard went to walk away, but Lemur called out to him. Hey, Howard, any chance I can get you to sign my radio badge? Howard took Lemur's badge and signed it. I'll see you in the clouds. And then he walked away. There was no people at Lemur's booth at the moment, as things were winding down. Lemur went around handing out his remaining shirts and CDs and packed everything away except for the giant banner. His phone vibrated, and it was a picture text with Sadie and Stanley Lieber. Lieber headed off to his next con adventure. You ever wonder what penguins do when they're alone? Well, we're about to find out. We see Mr. Penguin pace back and forth in his living room in a panic. Uh, what was the trip? I wrote it down. I had released him. He frantically searched around the room, under the couch cushions, his rug, his television, everywhere but didn't find a thing. Perhaps a little bit of saliva would help me remember. Penn grew the saliva with the remains of his family. Whoa, 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 whoa. They were cremated. Don't give me that look. He believed that this made the saliva more potent and allowed him to control his trips. There was only one thing ever on his mind, and that was how he could figure out the way to save the one who saved him long ago. Extreme friends sometimes require extreme measures. Penn took a gigantic hit, choking and filling the room up with smoke. He started waving his arms to clear the smoke, but he wasn't in his living room anymore. We see Morty die, and Penn put his soul into the record. Quick flashes of Fauna, Rocky, Lemur, and Sadie appeared, along with Karen on the floor, sleeping. You can give up easy. Or use all your ambition. But nobody escapes. Morty. The mortician. <laughs> More flashes of what looked like a basement. A red circle with a star inside. Sharks. And demon dust. Penguin chanting words could be heard. M. Eslier, me Eslier. We see a glowing green record floating. Humans beating robots. Robots saving humans, a human Morty in a DJ booth, 
and awaken Bank getting caught smoking weed in the bathroom by Penguin. I got it. I know what I must do. He quickly grabs the demon dust, the candles, and headed to the radio station to get the record and the other things he needed. Across town, Rocky was still in the game, trapped and in the safe room. You got this, bird dog. You know, when you open up the door, she's gonna either be there waiting for you, or she reset, and she's gonna pop through the wall again. <sighs> you can do this! No, I can't. No, I can't. Yes, you can. You got this, bird dog. Are you gonna be a scared your whole life, or are you gonna nut up like a squirrel? He checked his pistol, the only weapon he had, and then opened up the door. He looked right where he had come in, and the coast was all clear. The wall Fauna had busted through was back up and normal again. I'm gonna nut up like a squirrel. I don't see her anywhere. It's gonna be the wall, I know it. Get ready. He inched up to the wall, eventually passing it completely. He got to the other end of the hallway and saw another glowing door. Loud piercing screams could be heard echoing throughout the house. Rocky looked behind him and saw Fauna running from around the corner. She jumped on the wall to have a break and land on the ground, and then leaped at him. <laughs> How did it become Fauna? He almost froze in terror. Get, Get over, over here. here! I, I want, want a piece of Ruru! <laughs> Rocky, run! It was like she was two different people now. Rocky was at the door and put the key inside. He quickly opened it and shut it in her face just narrowly escaping. As he turned around, he saw a huge swamp with a bridge. He tried to move around, but he couldn't. It was clear there was only one way to go. This is stupid, I wanna quit the game, and I gotta be. He looked around and saw nothing, so he relieved himself into the swamp. The bridges were long and connected to different spots. On his way, Rocky would first find ammo and a health plan. How the hell am I supposed to do this? When he put it in his bag, it offered to combine it with the other plan he had, so he did. A bowl of weed appeared into his inventory. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle, raccoon. He said to himself, he took a few hits off the bowl and now he had full health and stamina. Hmm, yuppie, that's good weed. <coughs> he put the bowl of weed in his backpack and pushed forward. As he pushed forward, the next thing he would find would be another safe room, but this time, it was a shack. Rocky saved the game and left the shack, going down the third path that he found. Down there would be nothing but a collectible and boat keys, so he would pick them up and put them in his backpack. As he backtracked, there was only one way left to go. All this seemed pretty easy to Rocky, but he had no clue what he was out to face. As soon as he started heading down the final path of the rickety bridge, it started shaking violently. Rocky went flying up into the air and then landed back on the bridge. He quickly got up and grabbed the ropes on the side to hold onto. As the bridge shook more and more, he pushed forward, but now fog had started to settle in. He couldn't see anything, but he felt a presence that he knew. He turned around and saw it was Lemur. But it wasn't really Lemur. It was a mutated version of him in the game. You'd have to get through me to get to the girls. What girls? You killed Mama, Papa, and little baby sister. We were all fine and free and nobody cared until you showed up. You're gonna become one of us if it's the last thing I do. Lemur shook the bridge violently and Rocky flew into the swamp. As he started to swim back to the bridge, a swarm of Tommy Turtles tried to surround him. Rocky climbed back up on the bridge, just narrowly escaping the little Tommy Turtles' pinches. Rocky, I'm here! Where are you, babe? Rocky heard Fauna's voice, but it sounded so far away. She had actually just shown up at his house in the real world. Fauna, help! I'm stuck in a game and I can't find my way out! Fauna walked through the house a few times looking for Rocky. Lemur leapt at Rocky, cutting his arm with one of his infected claws in the game. He said, Ha <laughs> Good luck! You've just been infected and have 24 hours till you become a mutated abomination like the rest of us. He jumped back into the swamp and swam away. 
The Tommy Turtles found a way onto the bridge and started pinching and climbing on top of Rocky. Ow, son of a... Stop! Stop pinching! Ow! You little bugger! Rocky took out his gun and shot all the turtles dead in the game, except for one. The last one, he stomped. Yeah, take that, turtle. Mario would be proud. He followed the bridge to the end, talking to himself on the way. Wait, is it Mario or Mario? I'm not sure. The shooting sounds of the turtles being killed brought Fauna into Rocky's living room, where she looked at the TV and saw him on it. She said, what the hell? Rocky could hear her, but he couldn't see her anywhere. He turned around in a circle, saying her name. Fauna! Fauna! Rocky, why is there a game with you in it? She screamed. Oh, thank you, holy cow! Can you hear me? I got stuck in the game somehow, babe, while playing it. There's been power outages all over town with how much electricity the radio con is taking up. Oh, please, babe, just get me out of here. How do I do that? Do you want me to shut the game off? No, 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 no. I think I'll be stuck in here forever. I tried quitting, and I can't. I think we have to beat the game, Fawn. Okay, I'll help. I'm looking up the walkthrough right now. You know, I guess it could be worse. I could be trapped in a golf game trying to get a hole-in-one. Rocky pushed forward through the fog. It wasn't too much later that he saw Fauna and Sadie waiting for him on the end of the dock. Rocky walked up to the girls. Um, Fauna, are you in the game now? No, I'm <coughs> sitting in your living room. How the hell am I in your game with Sadie? I think when I entered the game and became the main character, that the game decided that the people in my life would also be the people in the game. I guess that makes sense. Don't trust game me. Do you have the key? We need to leave before we become infected. I know of a cure on a boat nearby. Well, come on, let's hop in the boat and let's go, 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 go! Rocky got into the boat quickly. We both can't go. There's only enough room for one of us. Rocky, take seat. I fear I'm already infected. Fuck that! You saved me! What if I die in the game and it kills me here in reality? Or sucks me into the game? But didn't you just say not to trust you? I think Game Fauna is who you want to save. I don't know, I can't tell the difference between the games and your version. Rocky got off the boat and pushed Sadie into the swamp. Oh, Dick move, Rocky! Tommy Turtles that were nearby would attack her and kill her. <laughs> Fauna and Rocky would quickly hop into the small boat and make their escape. <gasps> oh, oh my, you have been infected. infected. The, the cure should kill you. I fear. It's too late for me. Don't speak like that, Fauna. I told you not to come here for me. Why are you here? Fauna, you're the love of my life. There's not a thing I wouldn't do for you. Are you talking to me or the game? Both, baby. Both. You could see a huge boat in the distance. This is where Rocky and Fauna had to go. It would be the final level of the game. But would Rocky beat it and return to the real world? We take a break and go back to Ben Quinn, who was racing from his home to the radio station. He went inside the radio station and got into his office. He went up to the safe and turned the dial to three and opened it up. Inside was a locket, a picture of his family in black and white, a class of 2006 ring, some money, a teddy bear, and of course, his late night scare record that had magically now appeared. Goosebumps. Hmm, I wonder who had it. Probably that rascally raccoon Ricky. Either way, it's here now. He grabbed his stuffed bear and said, I love you, Teddy. Thanks for the memories. He put on the ring and the locket in his bucket. He walked outdoors and went to the side of the building where the basement doors were. He unlocked them and went downstairs. He looked around and it was super clean. He knew that Rocky and Lemur had spent some time down here and afterwards he was paranoid that they would learn his secrets, so he cleaned it up. He went to the closet that was locked and unlocked it and pulled out a skeleton. The name tag on the skeleton said Morty. Upstairs, Karen had returned from her trip and wanted to do a few things in her office. As she pulled up to the station, she noticed the doors of the cellar were open. She got out of the car and carefully went to investigate. She grabbed a tire jack and headed downstairs. Penn was setting up a circle with a star inside, with the late night scare record in the middle of it all. The circle was composed of some white demon dust that Penn had. The star would be drawn into the ground. It still had yet to be filled with something. Who's down here? I'm calling the cops or I'm fucking you up. Your choice. Penn turned around and put his hands up. Oh, it's just you, Karen. Yeah, I'm back. Back from the New York roof. <laughs> what did I miss? 
there's little to no time to explain. What's going on here, Pen? Saving an old friend. Pen, you gotta stop. He's gone. You should treasure the memories you have. I got it, Karen. I finally figured it out. Stop it, Pen. Snap out of it. This isn't like you. I can save Morty, like he saved me, Karen. I owe it to him to try. Okay, Pen. But at what cost? Back over at RadioCon, Lemur sat on stage with three others. They all agreed that they would choose songs to sing, but do it in different voices. Like, hello folks, and welcome to the Koala Casey Spacey Adventures. We have four local DJs come up and sing songs they choose, but from our category, it's rated animal, and we're not responsible for anything that the little ones might pick up. Did I say it was rated animal? Right, okay, cool. First up is Sam Sloth. What are you singing for us today? Um, what's the category? Like, oh my bamboo stick. I forgot. Your first category is joke songs slash musicals. And don't forget, everybody, you choose the winner with your applause at the end of the rounds. Can I do a joke song? I don't know of any musicals or show tune. Like, what do you think, everybody? Should we help him out? The crowd cheered her on. Samantha Sloth went and chose blank for her song. Okay, doll, when you're ready, go ahead. Next was Lemur, who chose to sing the Munchkin song from The Wizard of Oz. As mayor of the Munchkin City, in the county of the land of Oz, I welcome you most regally. But we got to verify things legally. To see. To see. If she. If she. Is mortally. Ethically, spiritually, physically, positively, absolutely, undeniably, and verifiably dead. <laughs> he did it in different voices for the Munchkin. After Lemur was Walter Wolf. I bet you are really pissed because you can't dangle your neck like this. Dangle, dangle. Dangle your neck like an emu bird. It's the new word! Finally, Brittany Butterfly did song four. Hey, Barbie! Hi, Ken! Wanna go for a ride on my skateboard? Sure, Ken! Hop on! I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair on just me everywhere. Imagination. Brittany Butterfly would be eliminated. Like good try, Brittany. Sorry to see you go. I hope you had fun. Let's see the next category. The random generator flash categories from pop, rap, R&B, funk, soul, before rock was chosen. The next one is rock and roll, but from any era. Choose wisely, Lemur. You go first. Lemur chose. Tommy Amagato, Mr. Roboto, he needs you, will she be tied? You're wondering who I am. Secret, I got a secret. Machine or mannequin. Secret, secret, I've got a secret. With parts make them Japan. Secret, secret, I've got a secret. I am a modern Lima. Next was Samantha Sloth, who chose. Finally, was Walter Wolf. What's that I see walking in the woods? Why, it's Little Red Riding Hood. Hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. You sure are looking good. You're everything 
big bad wolf could want. Listen to me, little red riding hood. He would finish but not progress forward. Two things would hurt him. He would use his normal voice, and as much as people liked the song, he didn't get the votes and would be disqualified. Like Zoink Scoop! We started with four, and now we're down to the final two. Lamar Lemur versus Sam Sloth. He hit the button to the random category generator. It went through years. 1961 flashed. 1977. 2010. 1988. 1959 before finally landing on 1990. Like, ooh, your category is 1990, but I'll let you select any song from the 1990s. Sam, you go first since Lamar went first last time. Samantha went up and went through the 1990 songs that she could choose before finally selecting. Don't make me a loser. I'm all I'm gonna be. I walk and study. Anthropology. Hey, I'm so glad you can make it. Fuck yeah, now we really made it. Hey, thank God that you can make it now. Look at my bitch face. My name is I'll miss you. My name's forgotten. My name is missing. Hey, so glad you can make it. Yeah, now we really made it. When I wake up with no makeup, it's too early for all of life's bullshit. Will it fade it somewhere in the fall? I'm just glad you came with your sound of The crowd seemed to really enjoy it. Lemur already knew what song he was going to choose. It was a classic. After Samantha Sloth finished her song, Lemur jumped right up for the chance to perform. He went right over and chose. lost it. Some of the comments could be heard from the crowd cheering were Whoa! He almost sounds dead out of the original artist. Lieber! Lieber! Have my baby! He's not the original artist? Like wow! What a treat everyone! It's now time to vote who you want to see win. Like are you guys ready? Casey looked around to the corners of the room. These were his employees to help him judge who won. So let's see who is the winner. Like who wants Sam Sloth to win? About half the crowd erupted, and Casey got a text saying 47%. Now who wants to see Lamar win? Almost 99% of the crowd erupted. Casey got a text saying 99%. Like I gotta say, aren't we all winners today? Give it up for a great show. Okay, everybody, the results are in. Drum roll, please. The winner of today's Koala Casey's Species Adventure Voices is... Lamar! Koala Casey handed Lemur a small trophy. Like, don't forget to check out 99.9 WHAM Wham Radio! Thanks everybody for coming, and I hope you all had just as much fun as we had doing this. Please drive safe and have a great night, and we look forward to seeing you at next year's RadioCon. The crowd poured out of the small room. Lemur headed back to his radio booth and started to pack up everything. He was greeted by Sadie. Oh, bird dog, what a fucking day. I'm bushed and hungry. Angry, hungry? I'm so fucking hungry. Here, have a titter bar. You're not you when you're hungry. Sadie was looking like Mama Cass till she took a bite of the candy bar. 
Mm, thanks, hon. Now she looked back to normal. They started walking outside to her car. Did you notice anything different about me? Lemur looked at her, and she had Stanley Liebert's and Koala Casey's autograph. She also had Howard Stern's handprints dipped in paint pressed against her shirt as his autograph. Oh, I want one. But all I got was this lousy shirt. I asked for his autograph. Should have known better. I think it's cool. Look, I got him to sign my badge. And I got a mini trophy for being kick-ass. Stoked, babe. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Lemur reached in his bag and pulled out the spider guy, Punko Flop. What? How did you score this? I was gonna buy it, but it was too much. Then I turned around and ran into Koala Casey, and he expressed interest after I did. You didn't beat up Koala Casey for it, I hope. No, not at all. The vendor just gave it to him because, well, he was such a huge fan of his. And he turned around and gave it to me for being a huge fan of me. Yeah, okay, and I crab diamonds. Here, would you like one? Okay, maybe I'm stretching too far. But anyway, moral of the story is, and now I'm giving it to my girl. That better be me. <laughs> I was going to tell you that it was my mom, but I don't want to piss you off. You're my girl, babe. But wasn't this the last piece you needed? Yeah, but I want you to have it. Think of it as we both own it. It's like a plastic toy child. I like that. Whoa, it's all metallic. <laughs> Thanks, babe. It will look great in our collection. So I know this is completely out of the blue, but how about you move in with me? What? What's going on? Yeah, you know, it's just mainly me there all the time. Rocky sometimes stops in when he needs to. But we've been dating for over a year now. What do you say? I would say that I'd be as high as honor. Weren't you already high, though? Busted! Lemur popped the trunk and started loading his things up while Sadie got into the car and started it up. Out of nowhere, Chuck Wood would emerge and from the parking lot screaming something at Lemur. I'm not finished with you, pup! He started running towards Lemur. He slammed the trunk and hopped in the passenger side seat. Babe, go, 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 go! What? What's going on? It's Chuck, floor it, Zade. Chuck, you went to the passenger side of the vehicle and tried to punch Lemur's window a few times before finally breaking it. Sadie floored the gas as they quickly took off into the night. Chuck ran over to get into his doom buggy to chase after them, but they were long gone, so he couldn't follow them. I'll get you, you son of a dingo! If it's the last thing I do! As we head back to Rocky's video game adventure, he would get off the little boat with Game Fauna. They walked onto the gigantic ship that was the size of the Titanic when Game Fauna fell to the ground. No, no, no! I can't do this! She sprinted off into the darkness of the ship. Fauna, come back! See, I told you not to trust Game Fauna. What a bitch! Fauna! I'm right here. Oh, sorry, I forgot there was two versions of you. Wait, maybe I'm slowly losing my mind in here, Fawn? And I'll replace the main character forever? Fauna, tell me, what do I do? I just looked up the game's walkthrough and... She was looking around the room and found the controller. She took control of Rocky and started exploring the ship. Fauna, help. I don't know what's going on. I'm not doing any of this. Fauna made Rocky teabag and walk in a circle for her own amusement. <laughs> it's me! I was just trying to figure out the controls. She said lying. She was having fun controlling his motions, making him do whatever she wanted. After a few minutes, she directed Rocky into the rec room. He tried to go over to the collectible doll and the antidote, but Fauna had him go over to the ammo first. Fauna, what are you doing? I need the antidote. I will in a minute. I'm trying to get you to go to the ammo first. See? There's a key too. Rocky went over to the pool table in the rec room and grabbed the ammo, a plant, and a key. The doors bursted open as Hell Dogs busted in, shortly followed by Game Fauna. Come on, Hell Dogs. He's already been here. We need to get that key and stop him. She walked over to the antidote and smashed it. Rocky, who was on his way to grab the doll, when she bursted in the doors, instead dove and hid inside of a cabinet under the bar, hoping she wouldn't look for him nor would the dogs find him. They left as quickly as they showed up, and Rocky was slow but careful to emerge. He went over and grabbed the doll. Three out of three collectibles found flashed across the screen. Lana, where do I go? What do I do? She smashed the antidote. Real easy, just get it to the poop deck and light it on fire, and a helicopter will see it and save you. Did you say poop deck? <laughs> Wait, is it a poop deck because there's poop up there? Or, when I die, I'm gonna shit myself? Is that why it's called a poop deck? No, 
Maybe. I don't know. Why is it called a poop deck? Now run, bitch, run! He walked out of the rec room and turned right down the hall, where two hell dogs emerged from a room that was nearby. Rocky passed it, and they started to chase him. He turned around to get a glimpse of what they looked like, and it was scary. They were German Shepherd dogs that were literally on fire. Rocky ran through the hall, coming to a dead end. The dogs cornered him. Fauna, what do I do? Do I wear dog? Do I handball? No parkour! The dogs growled, showing their excitement and their barks as well. I don't know what parkour is. Fauna took control again and had Rocky jump from the left and right back and forth to try to get the ladder at the top. Rocky would fall and miss the ladder and the dogs would pounce on him. Fauna got Rocky back up and did it again, but this time she accidentally hit a button which made Rocky drop a grenade. As it exploded, the dogs ran off silently hurt, but more out of fear for the loud explosion. This time, Rocky would get the ladder and climb to the top. It wasn't easy, as it was narrow and old. A few of the steps on the ladder would break under the weight of Rocky. When he got to the top of the stairs, he would emerge on the front of the ship, the poop deck. Come on, baby, lay my fire. Real Fauna pulled out Rocky's gun and shot the woodpile that immediately caught on fire. Nice job, Fauna. What do I do now? I don't know. There are multiple variations of the ending. It all depends on your version of playing the game. Well, what are my different endings? Hang on, I'll look them up. Game Fauna emerged from the fire, saying, Save me, Rocky! No! Not Fauna, Fauna, no, 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 no! Rocky ran over to game Fauna. He gave her his health bowl. I gotcha! She stabbed him and started laughing. <laughs> You're, You're gonna, gonna die, die here and stay with me forever and ever. You're not the real Fauna. Do your worst. I'll always find a way to win. You just fucked with the wrong fawn. Rocky! Real Fauna opened up Rocky's satchel in the game and made him smoke the bowl. Once he healed himself, Game Fauna started to attack him. The fire was all around them, consuming and sinking the ship. Game Fauna tried everything to land a shot, but it was her programming that would fall short. As the real Fauna was still playing the game as Rocky, every attack Game Fauna would make, real Fauna would count. The game version of Fauna would fall weakened and real Fauna had Rocky run and kick her off the ship. This would trap Rocky in a black loading screen, and he would be released from the game. Once he returned back to reality, the game showed its ending. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you! Rocky hugged real Fauna and gave her a kiss. That has to be the most traumatizing experience I've ever had in my life. I don't even want to know what the other endings are. Really? One way is to get picked up by the helicopter. There's two where you die. The third? Damn, I don't want to know. I'm just proud I beat it. But fun, I never want to play it ever again. When he was done, he unhooked the VR game station and packed it away inside of a box and put the box on top of the trash. He said, I don't need a VR game station. My life is already crazy enough without it. Plus, I know when I'm late. Anything I can do for my heroine? I didn't know you did heroin. That's not cool. I'm not a total loser. I don't do that stuff. Beer and weed is all I need. And I meant you. Anything I can do for you, my hero, or heroine? Well, about six hours ago, you promised to help me finish something. Lemur and Sadie pulled up to Lemur's house. Ah, fucking Chuck. What an asset. Wow, is that your car? Yeah, looks like it was flipped over. How is that even possible? You called him an asshat? But what would that look like? Chuck's face. Duly noted. But what would a real asshat look like? Can you picture it? Yeah, I guess. I can see a hat from my butt. It does seem a little ridiculous, though. But I think of, like, a giant sombrero that, like, one of those old Mexican cowboys would wear. But the hat rests on your butt. I think of it as a baseball cap on somebody's ass. <laughs> Sadie's phone rings. Hello? Hey, sis. Sounds good. Give us a couple, few, maybe... 30, 15 minutes, and we'll be over. She hung up the phone. Did you want to call it in? I just did it through the Gecko app. What did your sis want? Come on. We all are going out to dinner. Rock, you, me, and her. Sounds good to me. Hey, maybe we can stop at that new record store, Critters. And pick up the new Aqua Smut album. What's Aqua Smut? Water porn. Okay, what's water porn? They're this new band out. Definitely interested in checking them out. Well, you got it. And hey, thanks for helping me keep my cool and be my voice of reason, babe. You got it, babe. 
We're a team, and no matter what, we'll get through anything together. Sadie put the car in gear and they headed over to Rocky's place. We go back to Panquin and Karen to see their exciting conclusion. They were still in the basement of the radio station. The circle lit up and caught on fire, but the star did not. Pen, you gotta stop. You're addicted to the saliva and it's warping your perception of everything. It's like you think you're eating a bowl of cereal, but you're really taking a poop in the bathroom. Enough, Karen. Repeat after me. M. S. Lear, me. S. Lear. 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 Penn started chanting, dancing weirdly around the fire circle. He knew something was wrong as the star did not light up, just the circle. After one rotation, Karen grabbed Penn and slapped him a couple times. He stared at her and said, M. S. Lear, me. S. Lear. Repeating himself She tried to kiss him She looked into his big dumb penguin eyes And he looked back into hers for a moment And he had looked cured But the moment would pass as quick as it came Penn started chanting Dancing around the circle again Penn! Penn, fine, if you won't be reasonable, I quit She went to leave the way she came in When all of a sudden the record started floating And spinning in the air all different kinds of colors would emerge from it, from red, orange, green, purple, blue, brown, black, white, and yellow. It would end on a very bright green. The record would stop spinning and started floating and glowing. Karen, I can't do this without you. I need your help to end this. Say farewell. Penn walked over and smashed the record. Karen knew how hard it had to be for him to do that. The record was the only remaining thing he had owned that had a connection to his childhood. The only way I can help you is to get you help, Penn. You did the right thing in smashing the stupid record. She walked up and she hugged him. Come on, let's get out of here. The fire circle went out and Penn went over to collect the broken record pieces. As he collected them, and walked over to Karen and they went to walk away. When all of a sudden, a glowing green portal would open up in the center of the room, and the circle would catch on fire. A faint song of could be heard being played from the portal. Penn ran to the edge, all excited. Had he finally done it? I not only get to see my friend again, but I also get to be freed from this curse. Penn, what curse? Oh, it's just you get a little tiny curse on you if you listen to the album. Oh, you know, no big deal. Karen sighed in annoyance. Penn, you're joking, right? I played the record over the radio the night we launched the station. That would mean everybody in town is cursed. She stood there stunned with the thought of what she had done. She felt a sharp piece of vinyl cut her throat deep, and blood started gushing everywhere. She died in Mr. Penquin's arms, and he would throw her body into the circle. The star would start filling up with her blood. He put each one of the broken record pieces on the points of the star. Surprisingly, they didn't melt. Instead, they floated and shot a beam into the glowing green portal before disappearing. Pen chanted, M. S. Lear, me, S. Lear. 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 Running all around it. It was the third time around when he noticed Karen's blood hadn't filled the star completely. He stopped and tried to figure out what to do. No! He fell to his knees crying. I failed to set you free, my friend. May you have mercy on us all. Penn had his face in his hands crying. He didn't even notice that an arm had started to emerge from the portal above him. Penn would fall down across from where Karen's body was as the arm that had come out of the portal had struck him and killed him too. We see the star fully filled with blood between Penn Quinn's and Karen's body. Moments would pass before we hear a voice emerge out of the portal and say, You may be a duck, a little leaper. But sooner or later, you mess with the Reaper. You can give up easy, or use all your ambition. But nobody escapes the curse of Morty, the Mortician. <laughs> we see Karen's and Penn's body get sucked into the portal, and out of it emerges the real Morty, the Mortician. Now to take care of unfinished business.
Lemur was riding shotgun and Sadie was driving when they pulled up to Rocky's house. They beat the horn. A half hour would go by before they would finally emerge. Sorry it took so long. Pretty boy here took that much time to get ready. Hey, I'm not a pretty boy. I'm a rascally raccoon. A chicka cha A red rocket. A bird dog. A hero. A lover. An undercover brother. So what do you guys want to do? Dinner maybe? Sounds good to me. I'm starved. I could eat. You're always in the mood to eat. I want to stop at Critter's Music to grab the new Aqua Smut album. Holy cow! When did that come out? Today. Hurry up, Sadie. Go, go, go! My mom and dad just pulled up. Hopefully they won't see us. Why? Did you leave the house trashed? Hey, kids! Wait up! I want to talk to Ruru real quick. No, it's clean. It is. I cleaned it. She can't go a whole minute without embarrassing me. It's like, embarrassing! When she calls me Ruru, ugh, she already did it, didn't she? <laughs> Aww, your mom calls you Ruru? Stop talking! Rocky's mom ran over to the car with the gang inside. We see his dad go inside, but give everybody a friendly wave. Hey, gang, you going out? You gonna paint the town tonight? Mom, nobody says that anymore. Ruru, I'm hip, I'm cool, I'm split. She thinks it's another word for cool. What? So I can't come down and say hi to two local celebrities now? Hmm, that's what I thought. Hmm, <laughs> hmm. Hey, Liam. Hey, Fauna. And who's that cute squirrel driving? I've never met. Hey, Mama C. Mama C, reach in here. Give me a hug. Hey, thanks for your help with naming Tansy Babarata. Everybody loves it. Don't mention it. It's actually a really funny story with Ruru. <laughs> you see, Ruru used to dance as a baby. Um, stop. You're embarrassing me. Hey, I'm Sadie. Sadie punched Lemur in the arm. I don't know why this loser didn't introduce me, but I'm Fauna's sister. Oh, I can see the family resemblance now. It's so nice to meet you, hon. Listen, I'm gonna go before I- She used air quotes before saying- Embarrass my son anymore. Don't worry about it, I'll take it over from here. Rocky's mom reached into her pocket and pulled out a homemade hemp bracelet. Here, hon, I made you another bracelet. This one brings you serenity, wisdom, and good fortune. I infused its bindings to protect you from evil spirits. Thanks, Mama C. About an hour ago, something weird happened. I had a bad feeling, but I'm all good now, knowing you're all safe. Then again, what do I know? I haven't had my medicine all day. Don't listen to me. We stopped at Wally World, and I got me some good good. <laughs> Rocky's mother backed away from the vehicle and said, Have a good evening, kiddos. Everybody waved goodbye as they pulled away. Way to not introduce me. Sorry, I wasn't thinking. My bad. I've never even met your parents. Well, how about this weekend we drive up to see them? They're about two hours away. I'd like that. You think that now, but wait until the weekend. If you thought Mama C was a trip, wait until you meet Mama D. Your mom's a trip, Rocky. I like her. She's cool. Is that what the C stands for in Mama C? You know, I don't know what comes after the C in Mama C either. Is it Cass? Fauna. D comes after C. I know that, you idiot. Boom. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's gone. Mama Coon. We lost the own, though. Fauna reached in her pocket. Sade, you want a bracelet? She pulled out a handful of bracelets that Mama C had made for her, all with different meanings. One for luck, one for fertility, another one for good health. Sure, I'm not picky. Hook me up. They parked the car as they were in downtown now. Lemur got out of the passenger side and walked over and opened up Sadie's door for her. They walked to the sidewalk and grabbed each other's hand. Rocky and Fauna were next to emerge and started following close behind them. As they were walking, Rocky stepped in front of Fauna and got down on one knee. Fauna Grass, words cannot express how you make me feel. I'm a better person when I'm with you. Will you marry me? Holy cow! Lemur and Sadie hadn't noticed that Rocky had popped the question. They had hit the button and begun to cross the street, talking about how they wanted to hit up critters first, and then get some grub. So, five flies, burgers, and fries, or critters first? Critters, please. They crossed the street. There were a few people watching if Fauna would say yes to Rocky. A older, mob-looking hound dog approached them and said, Hello, Fauna Grass. What do you say? Do you think you're ready? Fauna screamed. Yes! The hound dog put his arm on her shoulder and said, Congratulations! <laughs> he walked away and Fauna and Rocky kissed. I love you, Rocky Coon! They started walking to catch up to Lemur and Sadie. They got to the corner and pushed the button. <gasps> I almost forgot to tell Bird Dog how I got stuck in the game station earlier. How did you two already get across the street? 
We're smaller, so we walk quicker. Rocky asked me to marry him, and I said yes. Lemur's jaw hit the floor. Oh, my Bugs Bunny, congrats, you two. Can I be your maid of honor? Dude, what, really? That's it. Tonight's dinner is on me, and we are celebrating. The traffic line turned red, and the okay to walk sign lit up. As they started crossing, Fauna had stopped and said, I smell peanut butter. She staggered a few steps behind Rocky. Lemur and Sadie started walking across the street to meet them halfway. Rocky, Sadie, and Lemur got to the middle of the street, with Fauna slowly behind Rocky, holding his hand, being dragged along. Lemur and Sadie had turned to walk back to the sidewalk, joining up with Rocky. Nobody noticed what happened to Fauna. Rocky felt a rip from his hand as they all heard a screech of tires seizing up. The car slowed down, but never stopped. When Rocky turned around, he saw Fauna lying dead on the ground, about 150 feet from where they were. He ran over to her body, and Sadie screamed. Holy cow, no! She burst into tears, and Lemur grabbed her, holding her back. He was speechless. As Rocky got to her body, he checked her pulse, but she was already gone. Fauna! Rocky cried out. Fauna! <laughs> we see the camera pans out from the street, zooming upwards towards the sky. When we get high enough into the air, we pass through a couple clouds, and the credits play. Oh, hey, you're still here? Awesome. You should be rewarded for staying through the credits, so... Here you go. At the end of the credits, we see Fauna and what looks like a holy cow floating in the blue sky on a cloud. Holy cow, am I in heaven? Fauna asks. The holy cow laughs and says, <laughs> Yes, my child, but it wasn't your time, so you go back. So I get to have my old life back? Shibby! I'm sorry, my child, but no, your life as Fauna Michelle Grass is over. When you return, nobody will know you will recognize you. And even if you try, they will never believe you. You won't look or talk the same, but you will be able to get vengeance. As I have tasked you to bring me the soul of the one who killed you. What do you say? But how am I supposed to know who killed me? It happened so fast. Just listen, my child, and you will know the truth. <laughs> 